Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host. I want to thank you for watching this. Thank you for tuning in. But you know what? If you want to keep seeing amazing content, you know what you have to do. Subscribe at the link below, YouTube, CV Space K, or you can subscribe on Anchor or where any and all podcasts are heard. I have an amazing episode today. Today's episode is dealing with goals and the importance of goals. So I invited my friend, the amazing coach Caleb Brock to really discuss those goals because, you know, it's, it's safe to be said it's, it's after January. Most people have made their kind of New Year's resolution and have gone through, you know, their vision board and whatnot and put mm-hmm. together the framework for their life or the agenda for 2021. But Probably by now, by the time you see this, that has kind of fallen through the cracks. So we want to do this episode because we want to ensure your stability. We want to make sure that you actually achieve what you set out to do. So I invited someone who is an expertise, a subject matter professional in obtaining goals. So with that being said, Coach Kayla, how are you doing? I am absolutely wonderful, Cody. How are you? I'm, you know, just getting older and hopefully a little wiser. I actually read my Bible today, so I feel that much closer. (laughs) I'm actually chill right now. You know, a lot of times I can be all over the place. Uh, But, you know, right now I'm I'm chilling. You found your center, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to make it to heaven as best as I can. So, So, look, New Year's resolution, right? So I don't know even how it started. I need to do the research on, like, how did New Year's resolution start? Mm. Uh, but every year in January, late December, January, everybody gathers, they start saying things I need to do, or they try to be cool about it and said, instead of making a resolution, let's make it, you know, like something that speaks to the same thing, but just with right. a different language. But it seems like by the time the second quarter starts, by the time you start getting into April, May, June, your plans have kind of went the other way, Right. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. And I know your, you know, speciality, obviously your life coach, your fitness coach, uh, you're credentialed, and, and this is really where your focus is. But if somebody is creating their um goals for their self, for their their own health, their own physical stature, and now they're like, Coach Kayla, you know, my goal was to lose 20 pounds by my birthday in July. And instead of losing 20 pounds, I'm actually up 15 pounds. Where do you start? Oh, well, (laughs) usually you don't go up that much, but (laughs) if and when that happens, because it is real life, you know, we do set goals um, regardless of time of year, but especially now, right? So it's February. So especially now, um, what happens is we just lose sight of those goals, plain and simple. You know, we can write them down, put them on our vision board. But how often are we looking back at our vision board? Like how often are we really checking in to see if we, we've attained or how much closer we're getting to those goals? So a lot of people fail because there is no system of um, check-in with their goals to see if they're on track. Right. So if the goal was to lose 20 pounds, how often are you checking to see how close you are to that or if you're on the right track or if your habits and your lifestyle is actually leading up to that? So the biggest way to maintain a goal or actually get back on track in that case is to check back in. Right. I'm sure most people have done some kind of vision board. But when you think about it, where is it? 
Is it in the closet? Is it in a computer file? Is it on your phone? Or is it present? Like, is it something that you're looking at every single day? So we got to have goals present of mind so that our actions can actually own up to the goal itself. I like it. But how how do you mention this? You're talking about checking back in and, and trying to get mm-hmm. back to those processes. How do you do that? Right. I mean, even if I pull out the vision board, let's say it's stuck between uh, the the laundry closet and the you know other bedroom. Right. Like it's somewhere in between that, I think, between the vent trap. Right. Like how how do I connect? Uh, because I'm having or not me, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like a lot of people fall into this psychological uh, peril uh, between actually committing to that thing and staying with it because life throws obstacles, right? And and if you get hit hard enough, you'll stop, you know? So yeah, how do I get back to these processes? The biggest thing, again, first is revisiting the goal, right? But sometimes you might not connect with that. You might have thought, oh, well, maybe I'm in a different space now, or, you know, maybe then I was, I don't know what I was thinking, or maybe it's too far off in your opinion. But we have to take it a step back and actually start to look at the why, right? So we have to look at, okay, why is this this goal my goal? You know, um, what we need to do after we've set the why is this a goal, kind of revisit that, is look at, Okay, why should I accomplish this? You know, and then what are the things that are hindering me from accomplishing this? So let's take weight loss, for example. Okay, I need to accomplish X amount of weight pounds of weight loss because um, heart health, you know, because um, I don't want to be in the obesity category. I don't want to have a high BMI, diabetes, hypertension, whatever those issues are. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to fit this size dress or this, this size suit again. Whatever those goals are, list the list the why, right? And then list the why not. Because a lot of times we only list the positive. We only list the things that are going to push us forward, but we don't take time to identify the things that can help, that can pull us back. So also right next to that, list your why not. So why not lose 20 pounds? Um, it's hard. Um, gym membership, um, a personal trainer. Um, schedule this, this, this. So whatever the why nots are, we have to list those out because if you're a hurdler, right? I hurdled in college. So if I'm trying to hurdle something, if I can't see it, I'm screwed. If I don't know when and where and how to jump or hurdle or attack the hurdle, I don't know what's going to hit me and when. So if I can identify every single aspect for my why to and my, my my why not to's, then I can address the why not to's, right? Then I can know, all right, if I've got something in my head that's about time and scheduling, then I know I need to make sure right now I sit down and create a schedule that I have no excuse for. So that why not is now crossed off. You know, I need to go back and set the schedule for, well, the gym membership, Okay, I can go to this gym for $10, for $5, for whatever it is, or stay at home. Now, this is no longer a why not. Cross it off. And then we get down to those core roots, you know, the core issues. Um, Maybe it could be depression or fear, you know, or um, um, just just personal dissatisfaction. Then we get down to that, that root, and it should be really only one or two. And then we continue to find how we can cross that thing off by building strategies to accomplish that single task in itself. No, that was well said. You you hit something. Um, you talked about depression. Um, what I've noticed is that um, with COVID and everything, mm-hmm. I think depression has increased. Um, 
I, I was at the gym actually today, and I can't say I can't, I'm not a you know doctor. I can't clinically diagnose somebody with depression, especially on the yeah. first glance. The person could just be constipated. I'm not really sure, but you know, you know, <laughs> hey, you know. So, uh, but you know, you can see the look of disgust, right? Mm-hmm. Or like just ah, like this isn't working. Frustration, I think, is the best way to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you over? coming because i think to me it seems like that is the biggest hurdle uh, with everything that's going on that's an amazing question and um whether it be you know diagnosed depression or that feeling of constipation kind of anywhere along the spectrum right. i think the biggest thing is strategy again like you you can't fight a battle that you don't even know that you're in Right. So we have to identify what's going on. So that self-reflection process, you know, sitting down, look in the mirror. What's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I not accomplishing these workouts? Why am I not going hard? Why, 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 why? And when we list all the whys, once I'm, I'm a list person because it works. Because instead of just wondering, you know, or looking something up on WebMD, do I have depression? No, let's figure it out. And then once we figure it out, we can identify it. Then we can actually set, again, paths and strategies to getting over that situation. So for me, the biggest example or the biggest um, um, kind of recommendation I can give to people is sit down, write out, literally, whether you call it journaling or listing, list out what's happening. Then pair it to something, like figure out why that thing is happening. And then when you figure out why, then go ahead and cross that off the why not once you created a strategy to get through that. So if you're depressed going to the gym because it's cold. All right. That is a legit thing. (laughs) You know, getting out of bed. So they're always going to be grumpy in the winter. Okay, well, you know, summertime is on its way. So that is a temporary thing. But we know that it's temporary. So I know that mentally I can push through because it's almost over. So when we can understand it and see it, that makes it easier to to literally get through it, get past it. That's true. And especially in Chicago, it's freezing here. So it's definitely <laughs> makes it a lot harder uh, to get to the gym. When, you know, there's this kind of cross parallel between um, really three sectors, right? Fitness coach or instructor, uh, fitness influencer, and then life coach. How did you bridge the gap uh, with all three? And why does that, why, why do it? Why, why have that as a special power? You said fitness instructor, right. Influencer, and then life coach. Right. right. Um, that's a good question. Um, for me, my certifications and my degrees are in health, fitness, and nutrition. You know, my master's is literally in coaching education. You know, so being a coach and and having the education to actually talk to people and get them from point A to point B, you know, that's point one. Um, In terms of being a an an influencer, you know, influencer to some people are motivated by what they see. You know, like I'm I feel like I'm I'm fairly real for the most part, (laughs) you know, and I don't post things that are um, unattainable. You know, I'll post my journey. I'll post when I'm in shape and I'll post when I'm not in shape. You won't just see face pictures. You know, you're going to see full body. You're going to see my thick days and my thin days. (laughs) And you'll see everything in between. 
you know, so putting myself in a position to let people know that, hey, like, especially for for ladies, go lift weights. You're not going to look heavy. You know, so I have a message. So my influence is based off of my message, you know, and then crossing over into life coaching um, that that kind of started years ago because a lot of my clients or sessions, they would break down. People would, would just break down and cry, men and women break down, cry, get mad, frustrated, this, that, and the other. And I had to figure out how to communicate with someone inside of their own pain. Mm. You know, because if, if you're not already in shape or you're, you're, you know, trying for a challenge or competition and you have a real issue, that real issue is deep seated. You know, like why, why are people overweight? You know, some are overweight because maybe they went through a domestic violence situation in their youth and the size helps them feel like they're they're safe because if they lose weight, they may um, put themselves in another situation with someone else. So the weight is a safety net that's happened three or four times in my career, you know, and dealing with different people. You know, Um, some people put on size because of their partner. Their, their partner was just like, well, I don't want anyone small. I like size. I like this. So now this person did all this extra for this part for their partner and they're no longer together. And now they're suffering the consequences because of their heart health, their their diabetes, their A1C, whatever it is. So there's there's usually a reason, you know, for why most people want to do something. So the life coaching me comes out because, again, I've, I've been able to work through and with people that are, that are having real pain, you know, internal pain about their situation. So that's why my, my scope is kind of broad, cool, difficult, but you know, it's kind of broad because it really depends on the person and what they need individually. That makes sense. Do you think that there is, is kind of balanced? Like one of the things that uh, I, I, I always try to say, there's no such thing. Uh, this is my, my personal philosophy as like um there, there's individual. Let me rephrase that. There's individual pain based off of um, uh, traditional uh, uh, points of attack. I think is the best way to say it. So, a group that has been targeted or discriminated for whatever reason will likely respond because of that suffering. But when it comes to this pain that you mentioned, I feel like it's not. Uh, is not gender specific that it affects mm-hmm. men just as well as women. I think there's a lot of men um, who are not happy with their physique, uh, yeah. and they and they play it off, uh, or they try to hide it with uh, new clothes and new shoes because they're not comfortable uh, mm-hmm. in their own skin. Can you tell us some about, you know, how to have that courageous conversation with somebody that is really having these insecurities? And it's a great tie into what I'm going to ask you next. OK, um, especially when someone's in pain, you you may not know it until the breakdown happens, you know, and that breakdown is usually just it hits you in the face. You're in the middle of doing pushups and you're just like, whoa, OK, didn't know we were going there today. But all right. You know, for men and women. Um, but you mentioned, you know, especially for guys like there's there's a stigma for a strong man, for a good man, for this, for that. And that stigma, you know, um, can be outside of where where some men are at this point. It could be dealing with money and cars and clothes and, you know, the biceps and the six pack and the this and the that. So and if we continue to push you know, a certain stigma, some people, they can begin to feel less than, 
you know, they can begin to, 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 to be uh, affected and impacted by that. So it's not me who should come to that person and say, hey, John, you know, let's talk about your internal insecurities today. <laughs> like, you know, it's not that. <laughs> it's like, I thought you never come to the gym during uh, arm day. You always skip out on arm day. What's going on? Dude? <laughs> you know, but it's, it's just about being open and available to really heal you know, uh, my clients where wherever they may need it, as long as I know that I can. So I can't I don't bring that conversation up. You know, um, usually the, it just comes up in the situation. Oh, that makes sense. Is there is is body positivity counterintuitive? Uh, like I, I, I'm totally forward um, in the philosophical sense. Right. I believe everybody should love the skin that they're in, love who yeah. what makes them them love themselves. There is this uh, extreme side to it that basically, therefore, I don't have to change or like, no, I'm good, right? Like, and take me as on, I am, right, right. And depending on where you are in the spectrum, that might be detrimental to your health. How do you kind of navigate that, right? Like, if uh, you know those those conversations, I'm sure. They're, they're filled with landmines and you don't want to offend anybody. Right. And you don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable or like they're not, you know, welcome. You want everybody to feel included and create this atmosphere of inclusion, but at the same time, trying to set a standard. Right. So is body positivity, like, is there, is there a dangerous element to it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can live my 600 pound life and be body positive. Okay, how long are you going to be alive so that you can be this body positive that you speak of? You know, so there, there's there's health. You know, number one thing is, are you healthy? Are you in jeopardy of coronary artery disease? Are you in jeopardy of, of, of hypertension? Are you in jeopardy of dying because you feel like you want to be positive about your current shape, right? Now, I think there's a difference about loving self um, and um, hating self, right? Um, I think people take body positive way too far in some instances. Um, I, I think it was meant for people that just hate themselves, you know, like they may hate the fat or they may hate the size or hate the this, you know, and then mentally you get into the situation where you see different than what you really are. So so body positive, I believe, was made for the people that, that hate them, you know, and it was, it's about love yourself, You know, like there's no need for hate. We can love. Right. But love is also improvement. Love is also honesty. Right. So for what I do in this situation is um, I always start off with health, you know, with where are you? You know, do you have any current diseases, any current, you know, physical issues, whatever it is? You know, now let's say that that person does. Okay, you're 100 pounds overweight. You know, you you love the skin that you're in, which is beautiful. I love the confidence. That's amazing. You know, but let's look at our health. How can we improve our health? So then the conversation changes from, you know, being negative towards their body to all positive. Let's improve it. Yes, girlfriend, you sexy. Yes, bro, man, you sexy. But let's improve our health so that you can stay sexy. You know, hospital beds are not sexy. So let, let's medication is not sexy. So let's get to a point where we can stay sexy. Right. Um, and then on the second point, it's all about, you know, again, stats, stats and facts. You know, some people that, again, do that do have the, the health issues, stats and facts 
For those that don't have health issues and they just prefer a little exercise, okay, cool. You don't have to be a size eight. It's not for everyone. Yeah. So my, my main question to people after we kind of go through the health is, what do you want to look like? I want to look like the you know? Yeah, I want to look like The Rock. If I could take his uh, body frame. There you go. I'm about about his shade. So I figured like it'd be a huge you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about like, I mean, that's what my motto is, is design your body. You know, my company is Design Your Body Academy. It's a school that we actually do it. It's a school that we design your body in. So when it comes to designing your body, let's get you healthy first and then let's have some fun. Right. Designing is fun. It's different. Oh, let's try this. Let's add this. Let's add a little red here Add a little black there. Let's, you know, it's, it's all about that design process. And that's the fun. So it's all about being positive. If you're working on yourself, I believe you are body positive because you are working to improve your body. You're working to improve your health. Um, but again, I think some people take it way too far. You know, that makes sense. What about those who say I don't like the gym? Uh, some people just don't like the culture of the gym, and I get it. Yeah. You know, you know, I kind of grew up in it, so it doesn't phase me. I, you know, I personally like it. The, the grungier uh, it looks, the better. The better. <laughs> you know, I get, I can walk to a gym with nothing but chalk, and that'd be heaven for me, right? Mm-hmm. So, but some don't like that. Some like the there's many different types of gyms, but you know, some mm-hmm. like more resort like or you know or the mm-hmm. you know uh planet fitness like or whatever you know whatever you know mm-hmm. they do right so yeah uh but there are individuals who just don't like it uh because there's a certain culture or atmosphere uh that is associated with the gym maybe stereotypically so uh but yet it, it exists in some faction and and i've seen it i mean i've seen some wild things i live in chicago so i mean i've, I've seen it all uh, <laughs> but, but what do you say to those individuals who you know, they're like, look, the gym, I just, the, I don't, I don't want to be with the people. You know, what do you say to those who just do not like the culture of it? I get it, you know, and there's no problem with it. Okay, it doesn't matter where you work out, it matters that you do. Point blank, period. And you prefer to be outside on the bike bike path? Cool, let's go. You know, let's make sure that we're getting our, our, our calisthenics in. Let's make sure that we're getting our body work in. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you do it. Where you do it is your personal preference. Like, I love the gym, but I just can't go back. It's just nasty to me now. Like, I, I tried. I walked I walked through the gym. Literally, man, I'm trying to tell you, I walked through on Saturday. And I was just like, okay, let me walk through. Let me make sure this is going to be okay before I renew my membership. Masks are down. Yeah, and yeah. Sweat <laughs> everywhere. There's too many people. I'm just like... Ah, I miss the squat rack. I miss right. the bench. I miss the bars. I miss. I miss it. Right. But I'm not trying to get sick, and that is it's, it's now is nasty to me. So I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go back home, and I'm gonna save up to get a power rack for my basement. Point blank. Period. <laughs> hey, I get it. Hey, that power rack. I was like, if I could get that, I need a power rack and a, and a stairmaster, and I would actually be straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take care of literally ninety five percent of everything. Um, so what do you what do you say? to those individuals who their results aren't coming, right? They, they tried the, uh, the diet tea, the detox tea, you know, like that was a big thing last year. I don't know how people think a detox tea is going to lead to a six pack, but sure, you know, go ahead, spend the $20, uh, you know, and their results aren't coming. They're not seeing the vast clarity. They're not seeing the definition. 
what what's going on? Where would you start with that person? There is no cheat. You got to work. We are so afraid of work that we put ourselves in a position where we won't be successful because we don't want to put the work in. If we can just get over the fact that we have to work, right? Stop doing all the extra sales, all the extra things that are coming out that are supposed to aid you in the journey. No, eat well, work out hard, live actively, sleep and maintain your stress. That's all you have to do, all right? That's all you have to do. So if your results aren't coming, that that means that there's something missing whether it's sleep and stress maintenance, whether it's hormones, whether it's calories and macros, whether it's intensity in the gym or, you know, at home. So it's there. There's always a reason. Um, but again, the, the the quick fixes. No, your work, your, your body takes work. Designing takes work. So put the time in and get exactly what you want out because you put the time in. That makes you feel so much better. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get to this Arnold phase. I mean, you know, I've had some success. I've climbed some. Uh, You've been working, yeah, yeah. I've climbed the mountains. My chest is showing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, see the mountains down. You see the, you see the, you see the devil. I see it. I see it. it but, but you know, I, for whatever reason. I can't get to 270 pounds. I don't even want to get to 270 pounds. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I looked at where he was in pumping iron. I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> there's a lot that comes with it that I'm not about, you know? So, um, but you know, unfortunately or fortunately when you do have a goal and when you admire somebody, you right. You want to get as close to that as possible, right? Mm-hmm. In your own version, but definitely as close to it mm-hmm. possible. Um, should we change the expectations? Like, you know, I, you know, I'm not an instructor. You know, I tell my, I tell my friends, I'm like, guys, look, you know, that maybe that shouldn't be the focus. You know, we should just look on just more definition. There's, you know, Arnold was a unique person that had a unique, uh, discipline (laughs) during a unique time, you know, now, you, you know, what's going on now, there's, you know, you could pretty much say, see who's who, right? All the guys, uh, they're hogging the bench press, right? Now, what's crazy is the girls, they're hogging the deadlifts. Like, I can't get to a squat machine. I'm like, I'm yes, please. So, I got to go. So I just do my little stair mask. I just go with my wife. We're yeah. on a stair master, and I try to get in early when they still sleeping in, you know. So what, why, why is uh, – why is that so prevalent? And and I get it. I mean, you can have that look. I, I want, you know, I want as close to uh, the rock or as Arnold as I can get. Uh, but, you know, is it really beneficial in the long run or is it just, and it's okay if it's for vanity reasons. I think everybody mm-hmm. should be comfortable with a certain projection that they want. Uh, but what do you tell? Your client comes to you and says, Coach Kayla, I want the Meg, right? Like, what, what, what? Give me that program. I'll take a number seven of the right. mag. Right. You just got to work out like, okay, uh, box jump, squat. Jump. <laughs> what does that look like? That is hilarious. I mean, the thing is, number one, is it healthy? Is that is that goal itself healthy, right? Um, if it's healthy and it's attainable for your body type, your size, and your current situation, then yeah, go for it. The only difference is realizing Let's 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 go back to Arnold. 
right? Arnold has been exercising since he was like seven. And I don't just mean exercising as being active little kid, but he's been working physical hard labor since he was young. You know, and then when he came over to the States, he would work out for hours and hours and hours a day on top of his construction job where he's throwing pipes and lifting bricks and doing all this. So his lifestyle was resistance training. So, of course, his body is going to show that the difference between us and him is that our lifestyle is not resistance training. You know, our lifestyle is fitness. There's a big difference between fitness and athleticism. Arnold was a resistance training athlete. That was his thing because he lived it. He ate it. He breathed it. He slept it. So the difference is, is, okay, if I have this goal, Meg the Stallion, Arnold, Killmonger, (laughs) you know, you know, might as well. If I have these goals, can my lifestyle support that goal? Right now, if you're a trucker and you come to me and you say, coach, I want to be like Michael B. Jordan, I'm going to say, hmm, your lifestyle right now may not work because you're sitting down 15, 20 hours out of the day. That 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 leaves very little room for muscle development. Right. Sleep, anything. So there are certain lifestyles that do not support the goals that you may have. And you got to be honest with that. And then let's say your lifestyle can support it. Does that mean you need to start off day one, go and work out five, six, seven, eight hours a day? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that you just may need a little bit extra time. Again, Arnold took years to design his body. It took years. All right. Now, I don't know, you know, if if if, if Meg Thee Stallion is, is all natural. I don't personally know. So... <laughs> <laughs> may have taken years I don't know but (laughs) we have to look at look at the goal and see is it again is it healthy for us you know and then how long did it take the goal the goal itself to attain it how long did it take Michael B. Jordan to attain that look that style you know what did he do what was his process can I replicate that so we just kind of have to to be strategic about our goals literally it's about strategy it's about strategy and my wife likes Michael B. Jordan, so I don't I don't personally care for his physique. I care about it. So, not have any jokes. I mean, he's 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 fine. It's, it's fine. He, he can like Michael B. Jordan. So he could be um, on the way to Arnold or on the way right. to the Rock. You know, he could be on the way. Right, right. That's why I said I'm the happy medium. I might not be the Rock, you know, but you know, I feel like I'm taller than Michael B. He's only about five seven. I'm a good six feet, you know. So. <laughs> We got some points in the in the God column right there. <laughs> right. So um I, I think one of the the questions, and I, I know you hit upon it, is you know, people want to speed up this process. Yeah. Um patience is a virtue, but most of us don't possess this virtue Mm-mm. because life is demanding, right? Uh we yeah. are we, if we're hungry, we put food in the microwave. Uh you know, <laughs> it's the reason why fast food restaurants exist. Um, time is of the essence. And, you know, there's many different ways to speed up the results, not the most safe and effective ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, people are choosing to go down these paths. Um, What I've noticed is that, you know, and and I'm not against it, like I I said before, surgery is becoming a huge kind of avenue, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Miami services are probably increasing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Men and women. Right. So. You know, 
is is that like do you, do you lose respect if somebody were to come and say like look you know i got my abs sculpted i took the fat out here put it here i mean like you know is does that change does that make you be like ah or is it just hey just a lifestyle decision and you just keep trucking for me personally or just for whoever you're you're advising oh i never recommend it because anytime that your body is cut open you are becoming more susceptible to anything you know, there's always a risk. So why would you put yourself at risk for something that you can do? You know, um, so I, I never recommend it. Um, I recommend things that you can do to maintain and control. Right. It's the um, exact reason why many weight loss surgeries don't work because you you took the weight off. Right. Or you, you took the the stomach out, but you didn't change the person's habits. So. You took the man out of the hood, but the hood is still in the man. It doesn't matter where you put him. He's going to still be the same person, right? She's going to still be the same person. She's going to have the same food habits, the same inactivity, the same issues. And then it's going to cause, you know, further destruction on her health or his health later on down the road. So surgery, I never recommend it. I recommend work because work builds discipline. Discipline builds habits. Habits is where you find success at the end of the day. That's true. That's true. Well said. So, so getting ready for my last question. All right, let's do it. So, uh, fitness apparel, right? Is 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 huge. Um, I'm a junkie for it. Um, You know, I'd rather buy a tank top with a cool logo, uh, or like like I just ordered a tank top. It's supposed to be here in 30 minutes, according to my Amazon notification that just popped up on the (laughs) phone. Um, you know, so I'm like a sucker for it. Uh, but I also feel like, and I'm gonna say this with a grain of salt. If you're not into fitness, I'm not saying, you you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like there's, there's the design aspect of it, but then there's the actual, I'm wearing this because this is how I go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where do you kind of draw the line? Like, hey, you know, nice or just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, people, people like to look good. Style is style. So right. you have um, people that wear clothing that is specifically for running or cycling or yoga or whatever. And they wear that to the mall because it looks good. That's, that's, that's part of the purpose. You know, it looks good for a reason. You know, like think about way back in the day, right? Before tennis shoes were a thing. Why do we think they're called tennis shoes? They're called tennis shoes because those were shoes made for that sport specifically. Right. You know, and then everybody started wearing them and then more brands started to come out and now they came to gym shoes. Right. And then gym shoes became the, the shoe that people wore at the gym. Right. So it's, it's all about cross. I don't want to say cross branding, but but utilizing. So. I don't personally mind if, you know, someone who clearly doesn't work out is wearing a workout outfit. I mean, if you feel good, body positive. Body, that's it. If you feel good, do it. If you feel good, do it. That's the, if you feel good, nah, that's the wrong. If you feel good, do it, nah. As a preacher, I would never say that. But I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. And I don't, think, I don't think people should because, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, A is their money. You know, sure. it's, it's not. Now, if you've got somebody that just, is just showing way too much or the size is way too small. That's just, you know, personal 
you know, awareness. Yeah. But I mean, if you wear a workout outfit and you go to the mall, pull up. No problem. <laughs> I was like, the day. I didn't know what. I thought I was in Magic City. I said, yeah. uh, you can wear this? Yeah. 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 I was like, <laughs> was, you got to go back. <laughs> I'll pick you up. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's all those fitness influencers. They want to have all the outfits and do all this. And it makes the ladies feel like they have to get that. See, it's about style. You know, we are slaves to style and fashion. We've got to look good. We've got to turn heads. You know, men and women alike. Like, you know, so it's, yeah. And think about it. Those that do post their fitness videos, you don't look good in just a big old baggy hoodie trying to post a video. Like, I couldn't do that. I used to, and I had to stop just because it doesn't look professional. This is my profession. So I've got to look the part. You know, I've got to have the arms out. I've got to have the tights on. I've got to have this, that, and other. Not the sweatpants or the real baggy hoodie and, you know, the 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 whatever on. Like, I can't do that. You know, that's my preference. So I can do it at home. But work, I got to show up to work. <laughs> That makes sense. So when is your fitness line dropping? When is the Coach Kayla Design Your Body fitness line coming? It's, it's coming. I'm not even going to lie. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> you heard it here first. It will be out soon. And as soon as out, I definitely am going to purchase product because it is what it is. We support businesses. Do you know how you can support this business? Subscribe. <laughs> there you go. Click below. Or... Subscribe. There you go. Coach Kelly, you have been amazing as always. You got your academy. You have everything going. Just give us a breakdown. I want not just where people can follow you on Instagram. It's already up on the handle. Give mm-hmm. us really where they can connect with you. If you're on Clubhouse, I'm not a, I'm not against Clubhouse. Let me put this out here. In case anybody is on Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm I don't sure. know what it is. Like, what is it? I, it's like a like a chat room for a bunch of people who want to chat. Like, I, I just not into that. You know, I, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, like, just, yeah, I'm good. You know, like, but if that's, that's your thing, that's your thing. If it feels good, no. <laughs> but where, what are you doing? What's coming down 2021? We talked about goals. What are these things that you've established that we can uh, look out for and receive when they come out? Um, my, my goals are to really expand my reach, you know, um, being online. So again, I've been online hundred percent since 2018. And so my goal is to really rev and ramp that up, you know, and my, I want my competition to be planet fitness, online programs or LA fitness, online programs. Like I want the, that to be my, my competition. I want to grow that, that large and help more people. So, um, you know, my online programs for my elite one-on-one personal training and nutrition coaching to my life coaching, all of that, as well as my challenges, which are kind of my 12-week group challenges that people are really, really loving. We're seeing some amazing results. Uh, we're going to start doing our releases and new signups every two months. Um, so we've, we've got a lot coming. Um, I'm also finishing up the beginning part process of my business coaching. So I'm going to start to do small business coaching for businesses that are particular in the health and fitness and wellness industries. You know, so people like me that are interested in opening a facility, because I did that, that are interested in moving their their in-person business online, because I did that, you know, so it's all about, about growth, about expansion um, for me, and also doing some mentorship. 
you know, working with some um, some girls, trying to get them into becoming entrepreneurs and setting their process. So 21 is is it's going to be a busy year. We've got a lot coming. The line, maybe not 21, maybe 22. We'll yeah. see. But but the design anybody, the design anybody line, design anybody. It's coming. I got to get yeah. the styles together, but it's coming. <laughs> There it is. Look, as soon as you get it, April will be getting some packages for design. There we go. <laughs> you got to come up with some men stuff. Like, look, I'll, guys, it's simple. Just no sleeves like this. No sleeves. Uh-huh. That's all uh-huh. we need. It's simple. Well, look, guys, connect with Coach Kelly. You've already heard her talk about what's coming down. If you're trying to open up a, a fitness studio or um, some type of fitness lifestyle um, boutique, get her connect with her, uh, hire her, bring her into your strategy, bring her into your meetings, follow her on Instagram. You can connect with her. Obviously is at coach Kayla. Let her know you support her. It costs you nothing to follow somebody. Sometimes all people want is a follow, follow and say, look, I saw the video. You inspired me. I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate my guests so much until next time, guys. Thanks. Hey, what's up, everybody? You like what you saw? We're entertained. We're informed. You want to keep seeing amazing content? Subscribe at the link below. YouTube, CV Space K. You connect where all podcasts are streaming. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Connect with me. I want to connect with you. Let's enjoy the ride.